Hey, it's Nelvin Medora with the Swipes email for January 19, 2024. Swipes, of course, today means swipe wisdom, interesting picture essay, and a splurge. Let's get started. So with a swipe, this is a really cool IKEA ad on Oxford Street in London, and it's basically a big old blue billboard, nothing on it, except one of those like Ikea bag handles hanging down. And so it's kind of funny. It's like Ikea was like, we want you to design a simple ad. And like the copywriter was like, hold my beer. I'll make an ad with no text at all. But everyone knows what this is because of Ikea's iconic blue bags. And so they're really harping on that blue bag thing. Kind of reminds me of like when Apple really uh, made those those AirPods kind of commercials with like the white AirPods or those air, like the, the wired ones. That's what it reminded me of. Hilarious side note. A few years ago, New York made a policy where you couldn't bring dogs on the subway unless they could fit in a bag. And people used Ikea bags to put their big old dogs to skirt this rule. And I posted some pictures of like hilarious looking dogs and like Ikea bags. They're just, they're basically just walking, but they're in a bag. It's honestly pretty good workaround. <laughs> I would probably do that too. Here's a little piece of wisdom or a little uh, trial I did. So on January 15th, I completed two months of eating no added sugar at all. And I had a bet with my friend Sam Parr for $1,000 to keep us honest on this. And on that day, we were like, let's pig out on sugar. So I was like, I want to eat so much sugar that it hurts my stomach. So we also committed to another few months of no added sugar. And uh, on that day, I ate a huge cake, ate five cookies, three cups of ice cream, at least 15 pieces of chocolate. And honestly, I felt very sick after all of it. And to be honest, giving up added sugar, I thought would be harder than it was. It was not that hard. And I did this through Thanksgiving, through Christmas. I didn't have a single bite of cookie, cake, pie, or dessert, which sounds insane, but it just it just wasn't. Um, I don't know how to explain it. I even decorated cookies and cake. And uh, I'm especially proud of this little Grover cookie I made. But once I stopped eating added sugar for about two to three days, the cravings for it went away. I will say the habit is harder to kick than the actual cravings for sugar. And that meaning like if someone makes a dessert and is like, oh, I got this from a special store, have a piece. It's always tempting to just be like, oh, I'll have a little bit of peace. But sugar is my personal uncontrollable vice. It's really hard for me to like just eat a little and stick to that. I always eat way more than I intended. And then I feel bad about it. Like I'll do really good on the health front all day. And then I'll just eat like four cookies and be like, damn, that just pushed me over from losing weight today to gaining weight today. So I'm just slowly seeing less and less benefit to added sugar. I'm not sure that it really helps. I think some cocktails sometimes will have added sugar. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I actually see more benefit in drinking alcohol than consuming added sugar. The added sugar gives like a very temporary and fleeting joy. And alcohol, at least it's it's kind of fun for a while, right? So I see more benefit to that. So I don't know, maybe it's going to be a more permanent thing for me. I'm going to try cutting back on it severely. And then um, we'll see where I go from there. Here's a little interesting thing. Check out this list of uh, 20 plus tools over four years this guy built before finding one that's starting to work. Look at his side projects. It's like 2001, there's five projects. 2022, there's like eight projects. Uh, 2023, there's like eight or nine projects and one started actually making some money. So lesson one, try lots of stuff, pivot quick, act fast. And lesson two, the real winner here is GoDaddy for all these domains. I could totally relate. Yeah, in my time, I must have tried 20 to 40 different types of business ideas. Um, I even tried one recently that kind of got like a meh response. And you just you try all these ideas. And I think newbie entrepreneurs, I think the problem is they get so attached to one idea that they stick to it and don't change. Whereas I think you could actually, especially when you're starting, just start a bunch really fast 
And you'll quickly see like, okay, this is a stupid idea. It's not getting traction. What if we change it like this? And so I really like this guy's uh, approach to it. It's pretty cool. Here's a, a picture of me and Jason Cohen, the guy who runs WP Engine, uh, what my blog is hosted on. And I will say, one of my favorite people in the world is the post-economic nerd. Post-economic means someone who's made so much money that money almost like doesn't, it's it's like not a factor. They have so much that it's like, they could just buy anything, right? It's not even It's not even a thought. And those type of people are not necessarily my favorite, but the post-economic nerd. So I'm talking about someone who like codes because even with wild success and no need to work, they remain curious and creative and active. And they often still have companies and still run them and want to be part of them. And I love these type of people because it's like the money stuff is like, it's cool. They can buy whatever they want, but they still just have like interest and just like this light in their eyes. And one of my favorite guys that does this is a guy named Jason Cohen. You can find him on Twitter at a smart bear. He started two unicorn companies bootstrapped and, and which is super rare. Like uh, a unicorn company is a company valued at a billion dollars or above. So he has a company called a smart bear which sold a while ago for I think like $1.8 billion and a company called WP Engine, which is one of the largest managed WordPress hosting things on the web. So a portion of the entire web is powered by this company. And both of these are billion dollar plus companies, super profitable, still growing. And his blog is one of my favorites on the web. It's longform.asmartbear.com or just go to asmartbear.com. And I recently did an interview with Jason and I'll send it out on Monday and I just wrote so many notes down from him. And it's just great to talk to someone like that who like has no need or want for more money yet is just so interesting and interested in things. Here's a fun little essay. So um, we asked some people where they plan to write more in 2024. And here's what people said. The number one answer was blog. Number two answer, surprising, LinkedIn. Number three answer was newsletter. And number four answer was Twitter. And then it was Facebook, journaling, Instagram, Medium, YouTube, other TikTok, none, or Reddit. And I have like a blog over here and you can see that like blog, LinkedIn, newsletter, and Twitter, just kind of like the lion's share majority. There's a little pie chart over here and you can see a half of it is taken up by blog, LinkedIn, newsletter, and Twitter. So that's looks like where people are looking to write more next year. Super interesting. And finally, here's a little splurge. So my favorite category of fiction is called hard science, where the story is obviously fake or takes place in the past or the future, but the physics are real. So this is different than fantasy, like Harry Potter, where there's like magic, where hard science is not, it's not magic. It's like actual like science stuff. So I'm currently into this book called House of Sons, my brother gave me for Christmas. Um, I'm about halfway through the book and I'm totally gripped. Um, I'm open to more hard science suggestions if you had them. One of my favorites was The Martian, of course. Another really, really good one was by the same author, uh, Andy Weir, called uh, Project Hail Mary. Unbelievable book. And then another hard science um, book I read was called Seed by Matthew Dick. I really, really like that one too. I love these types of books. I feel like even though it's a fake book or fiction, there's still like a kernel of truth and it's based in reality because the physics are real. So anyways, hope you had a great January and I will talk to you later. Hey, before you go, let me tell you about the copywriting course real quick and what it is. So the copywriting course is, as you can imagine, a copywriting course, right? You watch some videos, you learn stuff a la carte about email, sales pages, web pages, digital marketing, all of the above. And so, of course, you can learn from our courses, but it is so much more than that. You see, one of the reasons that people get good at writing is by practicing writing. So inside the course, you actually get practice by doing quick assignments or submitting your copy to our writers and getting professional feedback on it. And so we have this whole entire members forum, like a specific custom built forum for copywriters. Uh, so you can submit your copy 
and pro writers will help critique it and rewrite it. And not only your copy, but your images, your tables, all that kind of stuff. It's like having a whole marketing team working on your copy. And many people just join for the forum just to get their copy reviewed, just that alone. But not only that, you also get live help in office hours. That's right. Every Thursday, I hold a live office hours and we hop on a Zoom call and just all the people in the office hours, it's private, so you're not gonna get blasted on the web or anything. And you submit what you want critiqued and we go over it and oftentimes, it, actually most of the time, just rewrite it on the spot or talk about how to make it better. So one of the last ones, someone had a big real estate group and they were wondering if uh, they could make a cohort. And so we wrote up a quick uh, thing, they posted it and instantly they got 80 people interested and over 230 comments on the post asking to be inside the cohort. So little things like that. A lot of times it's just like a little push to get you to do something. And uh, if you go to copywritingcourse.com slash office, you'll see literally thousands of different office hours questions we've answered and all these wins. So you can copywritingcourse.com slash wins to see all the wins that people get inside the course. Um, not only that, we have weekly lesson newsletters that you can get. You can get copywriting certified and you can learn by watching others and grow. So every uh, week there's new stuff inside the community. There's new office hours and you can watch people live redoing their businesses. You get feedback in our forums and you can directly ask me, myself, the writers and the community questions. I mean, it is one of the best values in digital marketing on the entire internet. We've trained people at big companies and small companies, Gartner, AppSumo, The Hustle Wins It, White Rock Locators, Ahrefs, Best Self, Nerd Fitness, and people freaking love copywriting course. Uh, this one guy says, within a few minutes of watching some videos, I was buzzing with ideas on how to change my emails. And the next day we had our highest sales day ever from a promotion I wrote the same day as signing up for the copywriting course. I love hearing things like this where they think they're gonna take like a full year to learn stuff. They learn a few things, implement it, and they're like, oh my God, I literally paid for your course 10X over and I still get to use it. So anyways, go to copywritingcourse.com slash join and join the copywriting course right now. It's one of the best investments you'll ever make and uh, talk to you inside.